And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called The Christian Journey. First, one of the biggest problems that we face in having the wrong image of God is having the wrong image of God. Another problem is a doozy, too. It's close to that first one. That's having the wrong image of ourselves when we partner with God. If we think we are a grasshopper when we fight giants, we tend to operate with insecurity and anxiety. That's not a good plan. I'm going to go with that. Who wants us to be ineffective as children of God and have us believe that we can't do much more than a bug can do in kingdom warfare? Who wants us to give up, go to the sidelines, quit, run away, and live in the spirit of fear? Besides the government, the media, and the influencers who are under demonic control, who wants that to happen to us? Could it be, hmm, maybe, hmm, Satan, 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 Satan? Also, finally, a picture is worth a thousand words. Often a picture can communicate the truth effectively. Consider the book of Revelation. Consider the Hall of Fame of Faith in Hebrews 11. Consider one of the greatest pictures of engaging in spiritual warfare for the man who had the heart to follow God. Consider my namesake before he was king. Back when he was just a shepherd, consider David. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Uh Uh-oh. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. Noive. So much more. Hey. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. That's that's only one-tenth of the number of voices in my head. So I just thought I'd, I'd say that. What do you think? That's what we want to know. Hey, you can email us at david at hemustincrease.org. David at hemustincrease.org. You can also text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can call us at 972-445-0770. When you call 972 972- Four four five zero seven seven zero. You'll end up talking to Captain Chris, and you will know that you are sailing in the right direction. You know, we got to add like sailing. We got to add that somewhere right in there, right? All right, let's find that. Uh, keep in mind, folks. Any uh, topic is open for conversation. I think we know why. 
because <laughs> it's not professional radio. As we've said, it's barely two cans and a string. Here's the bottom line. Maybe you have a thought, a question, a comment, an opinion, something you want to share, something that's on your heart. Maybe you have a praise report. Maybe you have a prayer request. Maybe you have an answer to Bible trivia. Let's see if you can get this one. Could be the easiest question we've asked in 100 years. Uh, we haven't been doing this for 100 years. In what language was most of the New Testament given? In what language was most of the New Testament given? You'll understand when we get to the next question why that's all so uh, important. Uh, don't forget, if you want to, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at he must increase. Dot org. We bring that up to you again simply because you can, in fact, go to the website, and as far as we know, it will not pull you in to your computer. So we encourage you to check out he must increase.org. Website he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook. He must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okay, a couple updates real quick that I want to give you for those that uh, did not know or do not know. I'm having surgery tomorrow, so we're going to be doing a couple of uh, replays. You might be saying, well, how many replays will you actually be doing, Dave? Well, I don't know. I, I guess it depends on recovery and how good the uh, the medicine is for the recovery and if my wife lets me live past the first day or not. I think that would be the biggest issue right there is if Noel goes, that's it. Okay, we're done. And then uh, puts me in a chair that has rollers and just pushes me down the, the road. That that. That would be the big thing to watch out for. Uh, I can guarantee the replays are decent. We pick pick the best one. We pick the big. <laughs> we pick the peck, the pick the peck, the pick the peckles, pickles. Yeah. Anyway, we picked the best ones that we thought would be appropriate. We actually actually do pray over it. So I know it sounds kind of funny. And then uh, you have that chance to listen, and maybe it'll be a blessing for you. I ask you to pray for me. I'll be praying for all of you on a regular basis. I will tell you two things that uh, I'm still working on. Okay, two things that, that I'm working on. Okay, all right. Number one, I'm looking for where the Lord wants to show me something. And quite frankly, there might be nothing. It might just be your leg is twisted because you don't know how to walk. And uh, therefore, you're going to get surgery. Could be that. Okay, but I'm open for it, right? And then number two, I got my pre-dollar, pre-surgery bill today. Now, I am not one of those people that believe that doctors and nurses and so on and so forth have ever – I think they're the best teachers and doctors and nurses. and But medical institutions <laughs> might not rank to the same level. If I could make what they make in a week, I'd be set for 10 years. Uh, but I did get the bill today. Let's just say it was only 1,000% more than we would <laughs> He thought it was going to be. So I called Noelle up and I said, I could walk with a limp. She said, no. <laughs> it's a lot. So uh, you just got to pray for me that I just, okay, the Lord, I know he'll provide it, but yeah, it's just a weird system. Anyway, just uh, keep me in prayer so that I don't get cynical. <laughs> Too late. Uh, let's get into the text because that's what we want to do. I want you to be aware of something that's very important, and that is this. We all have an image 
of God. And many of us have an image that's somewhat distorted. By that, I mean that most people somehow assess God as the character of their father. I'm not doing pop psychology. It's just a normal thing when you say our father who out there in heaven to make a connection between the father who's in heaven and your dad. It's just one of those, it's not even a weird thing. Uh, the, the, the reality check, though, is that can be very dangerous, as we know, especially because we have very flawed uh, parents. But the other part about that is that it's not just the associations we make in regards to God. It's also the associations we make in regards to ourselves. Remember the 10 spies, the 12 spies, that were sent out to check out the promised land, and they came back, and uh, there's 10 that had one report and two that had another. Uh, let's just uh, briefly consider it. It's in Numbers chapter 13, verse 30. It says, Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. They said, let's go at once, take the land. We, he said, we can certainly conquer it. Verse 31, but the the other men who explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. And they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw the giants there and the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought of us, too. Therein lies this other problem. When you have a bad image of God, it does kind of thwart your understanding of how to pursue and how to pray and to believe that God's a giver. When you have a bad attitude or a bad understanding or a bad image of yourself, it thwarts what you can do. This is not a name it and claim it. I have to say that all the time. It's so irritating. And it's not, uh, you know, visualize it and experience it. You know, wish it, dream it, do it. This isn't a Brian Griffin story from uh, Family Guy. Okay? This is not that. What this is is the children of Israel, two of them, Joshua and Caleb, were like, let's go. We can do this with God. It's the promised land. And the other ten were like, boo. This is a bad idea. Boo. Listen to what they said. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. Not that they were devoured. They're just saying they don't know. They didn't live there. They haven't lived there yet. So this is just giving bad. Well, what it is is in their own heart and mind, they thought they were like grasshoppers compared to these people. And that affects us. Does that mean you should always walk around like you're Hercules? No. You should walk around like God is God. That's how you should walk around. I got it. I'm in the picture. I'm with you. I'm next to you. That's a really tough picture. Now, just drop a picture of God in the middle of that and tell me if it changes. Just drop Jesus in the middle of the situation, in the middle of the wind and the waves, and tell me if the circumstance switches. Does it change? Of course it changes. God in the middle of anything is the change. Are you powerful by yourself? By yourself? Can you love it? No. You can't even love yourself right. But in partnership with God, there is no land you cannot conquer. There is no place you cannot go if the Lord has directed you there. Okay? So we're going to explore that a little bit since those guys were explorers and have a good time doing it. We'll take our break here. You're listening to, by the way, Greek. Greek is the answer for the trivia. Greek. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a PhD program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? My guest on the phone today is absolutely no exception and is one of the top tiers. Uh, I want to say welcome to Dr. David Jeremiah from Turning Point. Dr. Jeremiah, welcome to the show. Thank you. I, Good to be with you. It's great to have you on the show. I was doing a little bit of research, and I just wanted to ask you, because I want to talk about the new book, and I want to talk about the study Bible you just released and Turning Point, but I was going over some of the materials you've done, and I, and I on my list I have that you've done at this point, and if I'm wrong, correct me, uh, at least 53 books with three New York Times bestsellers and one about to be a fourth New York Times bestseller, 100 Bible study guides, and you sold more than 4 million books. Is that right? Well, you know more about that than I do, but that sounds that sounds probably about right, yeah. That is absolutely amazing. So everybody who's uh, listening to this uh, uh, broadcast right now certainly, I'm sure, wants to send out their appreciation for you taking the time and committing yourself to this process. I was uh, going through your background, and, and as I was reading it, I understand that you actually accepted the Lord as your uh, Savior when you were 14. Is that right? That's about right. Yeah, that's about how old I was. Yeah. So you were you were young when you came into the faith. Actually, I I really had a head start in many respects because I was born into the family of a pastor, and I heard the gospel many many times and probably had some preliminary experiences before I truly understood it for myself at that age. <clears throat> so I was blessed to be brought up in a Christian home with with the message of the gospel very very familiar to me. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770 or KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here is our next trivia question. So I did say Greek, 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 Greek on that last one. Okay. So, all right. So the Old Testament, mostly in Hebrew, New Testament, mostly in Greek. True or false? The Bible, first Bible, printed. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Very challenging question. In fact, play the, play the, we should play the horn. Play the horn. Play the horn. The first Bible printed, no looking it up on the internet, was printed in English, true or false. First Bible printed, printed in English, true or false. 
<laughs> that is really sneaky. Thank you. Uh, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can also send an email, david, at he must increase dot org. See? That was a good one, right? That's a good question. People are like, what? Okay. All right. Good job, Eric. Eric nailed down what it was specifically. Very good, Eric. All right. Uh, here in my hands is the joke. Okay, you, there's no punchline to the very end, so just take a deep breath, okay? If you're driving, keep your eyes open. Thanks. Okay. A man and a woman had been married for more than 60 years. They had shared everything. They talked about everything. They kept no secrets from each other, except that the little old woman had a shoebox in the top of her closet that she had cautioned her husband never to open or ask her about. For all those years, he had never thought about the box. But one day, the little old woman got very sick, and the doctor said she would not recover. In trying to sort out their affairs, the little old man took down the shoebox and took it to his wife's bedside. She agreed it was time, and he should know what was in the box. When he opened it, he found two crocheted dolls and a stack of money totaling $95,000. He asked her about the contents. When we were married, she said, my grandmother told me the secret of a happy marriage was to never argue. She told me if I ever got angry with you, I should just keep quiet and crochet a doll. The little old man was so moved, he had to fight back tears. Only two precious dolls were in that box. She'd only been angry with him two times in all those years of living and loving. He almost burst out with happiness. Honey, he said, that explains the dolls. But what about all this money? Where did it come from? Oh, she said, that's the money I made from selling the dolls. <laughs> that's a good one, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> that's right. I'm a nice guy. Okay. <clears throat> so where are we at? Okay. Our... Uh, that's funny. All right, so now I don't want you guys to get legalistic on our trivia questions because this is not a typical biblical question, so everybody relax. Uh, we're looking for uh, true or true or false. That's simply the, the, the premise, true or false. The first printed Bible was printed in English. That's it. So nothing else. I'm not going to do any more else. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Let's get into the next part of the text. So we talked a little bit, just a little bit, and I want to explain why, and it's very important. This is the part I always mess up on, so I don't want to mess up on this. I want to make sure to get it correct when I'm sharing this with you. So the the problem we talked about was Numbers chapter 13, and, and the children of Israel, the 12 spies, two went out and said, oh, we can do this. You know, God's with us. Let's go. And then the other 10 were like, we're like grasshoppers. We used to call this grasshopper theology. You think you're like a grasshopper, okay? So that affects us. It impacts how we engage with God. It impacts how we engage in faith. It impacts how we engage in spiritual warfare. If you think, and you're going through some kind of trial or warfare, that you are nothing but a grasshopper uh, uh, in and of itself, you're not going to be on the top of things. You're going to be uh, way, 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 way down, okay? 
The question is, why do people do that, or what is it that they're connecting to that they would do that? Second Kings actually gives us a glimpse as to what takes place. Listen to what Second Kings seventeen fifteen says. They rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their ancestors and statues that he had warned them to keep. They followed worthless idols and themselves became worthless. I want you to, I'm going to say it again so you follow me. They followed worthless idols and themselves became worthless. They imitated the nations around them, although the Lord had ordered them, do not do as they do. Why this is important and this principle is important is because what's being talked about in Second Kings is people are what they worship. That's what you've got to understand the connections is being made. They, they w- worshipped worthless idols. They followed that, and they became worthless. When we only think of ourselves as grasshoppers, we're not thinking of ourselves or following or worshiping the Lord as our partner and as our friend and as the king. We're kind of operating in our own way and thinking of our own uh, style, whatever that we're connecting that to. But if we consider that what we do and what we engage with and how we engage is in partnership with God, then we would understand that not only are we not grasshoppers, but that we're children of the Most High God, the King of the universe. Your dad is the King of the universe. Now you go face that trial. Your dad is in charge of everything. Now you go face that trial. Now you go after it. When the scripture says in Proverbs 23, 7, as he thinks within himself, so is he, or as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The understanding is to grasp that if we will operate as children of the king, then you won't think of yourself as a grasshopper when you're facing something. And the, and the 10 of the 12, the, the spies, they didn't think of a partnership with God. Look what Caleb said, and I want to bring it back up because it's important. He says, let's go take the land because in the Lord we can do this. That's the ticket. You can't do it by yourself. I think you pretty well know that. That's, that how's that working out for you? Not that good. Okay. But in a partnership with God— There is no river you can't cross, and there's no land you can't possess, and there's no trial you can't overcome, and there's no fight you cannot win with God. Remember what the Scripture says in Romans? If God is for us, who can be against us? Just add this little paraphrase, and who cares? Because it's like if God is fighting on your— you and God, majority. The the, the majority. And the reason that I'm passionate about that is because I think too many Christians think God's fantastic, he's wonderful, but they don't think of God in that capacity of being our dad, our king, our father, and that what we do, we do in the name of the father. And there's no way that he doesn't win. You just read the end of the book. It's already telling you ahead of time. Oh, we win. We win. We win. We don't win. We win. Big difference there, right? All right, somebody uh, ready to answer the trivia? Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? 
Hi, David. It's Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you? Doing fairly well. Good. I'm glad, I'll be glad to hear that. Yeah, I hope all goes well with you tomorrow. And um, I so appreciate I'm, I'm that. I appreciate that you and I, I assume you're gonna be you're gonna be praying for me, right? <laughs> talk at the same time. Uh, anyway, I'll give you what I, I I think you've already given us the answer to this okay. to this question. True, but, uh, true or false? The Bible was first printed in English. False. That is correct. You are right. <laughs> you already told us. The New Testament was written in Greek, and the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. That's correct. But now, what we did caveat in, what we moved in, was what was the first printed Bible. So that's a little different than what the what the translations were. Oh, but, okay, but, but, but the first um, Bible was the I, Gutenberg Bible. The Gutenberg um, Bible was the very, very first Bible. Guess what language was, that was in? It was in the language of the people of the day, and and they didn't speak English. They probably spoke uh, yeah. Arabic or um, Greek or they didn't speak English. Correct. Sure. They did not speak English. So the argument, uh, that's why I did this, because <laughs> the argument is, well, it was Latin or whether it was German. That's the argument. It's like, well, I don't care. I asked this question. Was it English? <laughs> was the question that I asked. And um, I did that on purpose because it's like, well, no, it wasn't English. It's either going to be in, no. in Latin or it's going to be German. It depends on what what argument you want to take on that. I don't care. <laughs> it's like it was not English. That we know. It was the Gutenberg Bible. It was the first one that was on the printing press. What, what, was it in Arabic then? No, no, no. Uh, it was. It was. No, it was. You know. You know the quest. The answer to the other question. Was, oh, no, was the, the first, New Testament was written in Greek. Greek, and, and then the many, Old Testament was Hebrew. Yeah, the, and, the and New some Testament Aramaic. Greek, the Old Testament Hebrew. Right. But um, the people didn't wasn't Arabic the the common language of the day yeah it was it was a it was a common language and then the book of Daniel actually is written part of it uh, I think it's chapter three four five or four five and six I keep forgetting that or six seven and eight now I can't remember but uh part of that's in Aramaic but the the Hebrew is the first language that we used that God communicated the Greek was the next by the way they're the only two languages that that I'm aware of that use numbers for letters as well. So it's one of those things that uh, somebody had mentioned that to me. I don't know if that's true because I'm not a linguist, but it sounded good. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to go yeah. with. Yeah, that sounds good. That works for me. Anyway, good job, Mary, though. You got it right. The answer was false. It was not in English. So you did get it correct. Good job on that. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay. God bless you. We'll be all righty. Thank Bye-bye. you. You too. Well, I hope you go. I hope you get through the surgery with flying colors. Thank okay? you so much. I appreciate okay. that. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. There's there's our, our mother of our show. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's Mother Mary. Ah, come on. That's funny. All right, folks. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Moving is hard. It's a moment that everyone dreads. But wait, there's an answer. Jesus can help. 
And for the moving parts, Men of God Moving is there for you. Men of God Moving is a full-service Christian moving company that is locally owned and operated, serving the entire Dallas and Fort Worth area. Men of God Moving helps with homes, apartments, offices, long and short distance relocations, and so much more. They offer packing and unpacking services, loading and unloading, assembling and disassembling, plus many other helpful services. Tell them you heard it on the David Spoon Experience and receive a substantial discount. Substantial means a whole bunch. Call them at 817-707-7672 or go to their website, menofgodmoving.com. That's menofgodmoving.com. And check them out on Facebook. The Lord's Word says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. Ephesians 6, 7. Allow men of God moving the privilege of serving you. And listen to Johnny Hill, the owner, often on the David Spoon Experience. To hear his testimony, reach out to men of God moving. Johnny's testimony will move you. God bless. What is the David Spoon Experience? This is David, who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And uh, you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually having a, a wonderful day. And uh, you know, every once in a while you get some extra time in with the Lord and you just think, man, I can't wait to hear that trumpet. <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I just right. can't right. wait. What's going on? Huh? Yeah. You want to know the answer, I, I guess. I do, huh? I do. And so this is a good one. How many times did the boy who Elijah raised from the dead, how many times did he sneeze? Seven. That is correct, sir. You are right. <laughs> a little unknown fact from a lot of people that they might not be aware of is that actually he, uh, so after Elisha stretched himself out, the child sneezed seven times. And then the child opened his eyes, which means that he sneezed those seven times without his eyes open, which is like, wow, that's bizarre. It's like, how huh. do you do that? I just thought about it that way. Yeah, it's like, how would you do, I mean, how do you, sne- I mean, <clears throat> My eyes go in the back of my head when I sneeze. I just don't know how that well, Didn't, didn't uh, he lie prostrate across yes, him? Yes, and... correct. That is exactly well, then, what he I, did. I thought, okay, if he was sneezing, was he sneezing in Elijah's face? That's an excellent question. I do not have that answer, but I you have <laughs> well, to have sit to there and wonder. i find that one out, huh? Yeah, I mean, the prophets <laughs> went through a lot, although it... it <laughs> It <laughs> could be a tough one. Excellent job, my friend. Excellent, well, excellent you. answer. Good thank to, you. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. All right. All right. God, God bless. bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> we roll. We roll. That's a great question that he sneezed in his face. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, Let's see. We want to get into our next. Yeah, I skipped the KAAM on purpose. Just let you. You got to have a mix. You got to have a different. If everybody knows exactly what's going to happen all the time, it's not quite as interesting, which makes me think that's what God does. Oh, that'd be boring if everything was the exact same. Let's do it this way. Wait, what? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, uh, I want to do my next trivia question. I knew that we were going somewhere with it. This takes me a couple seconds. Okay, here you go. It's a little easier. Maybe. Which human author? Now, watch what I'm going to say. Watch what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this very clearly. 
make sure you understand what's being said right here. Which human author wrote the most books? Quick caveat, we're not talking about Psalms as being individual books. Okay, this is one. So which human author wrote the most books in the Bible? Wrote the most books, individual books. Okay, okay. Even though they're letters, you know, I'm just saying. And you keep that in mind because the next question is going to be a play off of that question. So I'm trying to make sure everybody kind of gets that together. Uh, you can call in 972-445-0770. I have to read the number still. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. That's my phone number. I have to read that still. And then you can also send an email, David, at he must increase. Dot org. We're going to do history in just a second. Give a shout out to Kirk. Kirk gives me history things. <laughs> it's like great during the show. Let me tell you, there's times where it's like that is like the side relief I need. It's like, okay, over here. Uh, anyway, which person wrote the most books? I can't, you know, eh, 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 eh. okay. Eric, books, books. Okay. Uh, let's do history real quickly. Let's do it. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. Okay, this has a couple of interesting uh, things in it, I think. Uh, it is National Attend Your Grandchild's Birthday Day, which makes no sense if your grandchild's birthday is not on today. I mean, I just don't. I just don't even understand that. But you know, you just kind of live with it. Uh, today is also a mutation day, named after the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Do you ever watch the movies, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you like them? Yeah. Yeah. My kids loved them. And people were like, "Oh, you can't watch that. That's turtles speaking. It's all demonic. It's like it's a turtle, dude. Come on." There was a rat too. That's true. There was a rat. I forgot about the rat. Okay. Uh, that, that, that. I still don't understand how it could be national attend your grandchild's birthday. If your child's birthday is not on the 29th of September, how could that be a day? <laughs> nah, I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep on that. I just, I just don't understand. Uh, 1789 is day, on this day, the first U.S. Congress adjourned. Unfortunately, 1789, a couple weeks later, they got back together. Uh, 1988, NASA resumed space shuttle flights, which had stopped after the Challenger disaster. They went back to it. Uh, 1992, <laughs> uh, Magic Johnson came out of retirement and uh, had the most fabulous year ever. Uh, it was a, I have a very, very good friend who is a big Magic Johnson fan. I mean, he's been for you. Good, good Christian guy. Uh, he just, his sports are a little you know, demonic or something. I, I haven't figured it out. Oh, it's, he's a Lakers fan. That's what it is. Okay. And then uh, last but not least, um, the 1892 on this day, London's Metropolitan Police Department became the first official police department in the world. How about that? I did not know that. Something good to know. 
Okay? All right. I got that covered. I'll do it one more time, then we're going to get into the teaching. The question was, and remember, in this case, because we're talking about the Bible being 66 books, letters then are considered books. So don't don't go uh, weird on me. Who wrote the most books? Okay? Okay. Should be kind of an obvious answer. I'll leave it there. 972-445-0770 or 214-210-8483 to text or david at hemustincrease.org. We just talked about one of the things that takes place is sometimes you start off, you have a bad image of God the Father, and that's a bad thing to have. And then we move that quickly into understanding that sometimes we have a bad image of ourselves. Too much so. Not that you're not a sinner. Of course you're a sinner. Okay? Paul goes, I'm a sinner saved. Like, yeah, cool. Got it. All right? And uh, and I can overcome my sin now. That's part of the process. I've been forgiven of my sin, and now I'm being delivered from the power of my sin. Eventually I'll be delivered from the presence of sin. And uh, that's awesome. But in that process, some of us live uh, in defeat or in fear or in anxiety in the things that we face. It's the kind of thing that keeps you up at night. It's the kind of thing that irritates you. It's the kind of thing that drives you the wrong direction. So we already mentioned that we are, in fact, children of God. First John chapter 3, verse 1 through 2. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are the children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when Christ appears, we should be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So First John chapter 3, verse 1 through 2, three times says, you're the children of God. You're the children of God. You're the children of God. If we walked around like we were truly the children of the king of the universe, we'd have a different attitude. I mean, a lot of us walk around like the Lord loves us. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. But but we're the children of the mutant teenage ninja turtle thingies. I mean, that's part of the it's like, it's ridiculous. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Wow, that's pretty cool, right? I mean, that's like, yeah, that's I'm cho- chosen, royal priesthood, God's special possession, right? What about my namesake, King David? Remember what happened with him in the in the major Philistine, Goliath the Philistine. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with swords and spears and javelin. I've come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know there is a God in Israel. Boy, if we could just have that attitude, right? Every time you're facing your Goliath, it's like, hey, 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 I don't care what you come at me with. I'm coming in the name of the Lord. He's the God of Israel. He's the God of the universe. You don't have a chance. I'm going to pick up these rocks, but I don't even have to. You understand that what, what I'm trying to communicate is we get caught in the downside of things. And, and Satan wants us to be caught in the downside of things because then we never have a higher level of faith. We never have a higher level of expectation. Uh, uh, I've been to churches where the pastor does nothing but preach about how lousy everybody is. It's like we know. <laughs> we know. We know we're lousy. 
And apart from him, we deserve everything we could possibly get. But in him, ah, now we're talking different. Because in him, well, what's our value? I don't know, the blood of Jesus. Is that pretty high? Yes, God paid that for us. And now he wants us to know, hey, whatever you're going to face, whatever you're going to go through, good, bad, or indifferent, you face it as one of my kids. I'm with you. Now, this has much more pertinence to those of us who are passionate about the Lord, love the Lord. You say, Dave, you talk about the chosen frozen. It doesn't have the same application because they don't care. But we care. And say, no, no, I want, I want more of God. I want more of him in my life. Well, then you get to understand that God is with you in these things, and there's a promised land. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be hunky-dory perfect, but there's a promised land. Go take it. Well, how do I take it? You do it in partnership with God. Well, how do I do that, Dave? You start by praying. Everything in the world in Christian faith starts by praying. You start by striking that partnership with God and praying and saying, I need your help. I need you to partner with me in this. I need you to give me the directions and the steps to take. I need to know how go how to go about this. You tell them where you're weak so that you know that it's full dependence on him. He'll show you how to get through. He'll teach you the path that you should go. He'll direct your steps. The Bible says in Proverbs 16.3 in the King James, commit your works unto the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Give it to God, partner with God, and go, show me. Here I am. All right. Okay, got to answer the trivia question? See, I'm on it this time. Aha. Who wrote the most books? Eric finally got it at the end. That would be Paul, who wrote the most books. I believe it would be 13 uh, by letter count, uh, by book count. Yeah, it's 13. Anyway, right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? I did what most 
Christian men would do when they make a mistake. It's their fault. There's nothing but humiliation on your face, and you're trying to recover in the moment. And you know what I did? I blamed it on every possible unseen force except for myself. You have chosen wisely. <laughs> so guess who knocked that uh, crystal light on that white carpet? It was Satan, by golly. Well, it was at that moment because it certainly wasn't my fault. I didn't knock the, the crystal light all over. It was my glass. I did pour it. I did bring it to the table. And somehow fell on the the carpet and spread everywhere and by golly i wasn't going to take the blame for it because that would be taking personal responsibility well i'm not taking personal responsibility after all that 500 dollars deposit we just had that we were hoping to get back when we move out is uh, already down to 200 <laughs> and it was dropping by the dollar as the stuff was spreading Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, remember, we just did that trivia question, and there was like, uh oh, uh oh, because I asked it a certain way on purpose. What I said was, which human author wrote the most books, making books and letters the connection? Here's the next one. See, they work together. See, they always have a reason. Which human author wrote the most words in the Bible? Which human author wrote the most words in the Bible? See, that's not the same. And let's just say we attribute to, okay? Because we're not trying to, you know, we're just trying to get some general trivia thing here going here. Which human author wrote the most words? I will say that Eric and of his previous guesses had had one of them. One of the previous guesses was correct, so I'll just leave it there. Okay, okay, all right, leave it there. If you think you know the answer, you can call in nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero, or you can text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or you can send an email david at he must increase dot org. Okay, so this is our last. Is this our last segment? This is our last segment. Wow, that went fast. Yeah. yeah. That's good, right? Good sign, right? All right. Uh, trivia question: Who wrote the most words? So can we do that? All right. That's important to understand. That will be your last trivia question. Uh, okay. So I want to finish up on this thought because this stuff is really important to me, not just for me to walk it, but for all of us to walk it. Because I think what I think of is. If we were in that group of 12 spies, what kind of report would we have given? That's that's the question. It's not that the land wasn't fantastic. It was fantastic. I mean, it was, uh, it was they brought fruit. They had to have they, – they tied the fruit on a post and had two people carrying it shoulder to shoulder to show the great fruit. Wow, that's great. Wow. But what kind of report would we have given back knowing that there were obstacles and challenges? How would we have responded? And the reason that I'm asking you is that that is the premise. How do we respond when the Lord goes, here it is before you, and you go, yeah, well, those people are pretty big. <laughs> or, wow, that's a long river. Or, wow, I don't know about getting through that task 
That's the whole premise, that we need to be a people of faith that understands that in partnership with God, there is nothing that stands with the ability to stop us. That's really what this comes down to. So this is where passages like Romans 8, 37, no, despite all these things, over, overwhelming victory is ours through, through Christ Jesus, or we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. This is where those passages come into the, some of the greatest play, because there is nothing that we encounter because that we are connected to the Lord, because we are saved by the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, because he's making us look and reflect Jesus more and more, because he's going to bring us into glory, because we're his children and we have our special possession from God. Because of those things, we are in him, through him, and by him able to overcome anything. What if I struggle with it for 20 years? Well, you're still able to overcome it, and if it takes another 20 years, are you adding, approaching it? Then just go at it another 20 years. People would say, uh, you know, well, how long do you pray for something? I think until you don't have any breath left. That would be my answer. When you pray for somebody who is not saved, how long do you pray for them? I don't know how long you're going to live. That's how long you pray until they get saved or, or until you can't pray anymore. And so you look at a passage like Romans 8 through 7, knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors. That, By the way, that phrase, more than conquerors, is a single phrase. It's not even a, a three or four different phrases. It is uh, like you're more than victorious. Well, we would say that about God. Well, he's, it's, it's, it's more than just winning. God kind of, you know, it's, it's like dominating you know, kind of attitude, right? And in that context, we share with God. So that comes back to that same question. What kind of report would you have given about the land? What report are you giving about the land now that the Lord has set before you? That's like, ooh. You know, and I'm, and I'm not doing that to be cute or anything. I think it's a valid question that we have struggles or frustrations are things that we don't understand, are things, things that we need to try and overcome. And we often look at it and go, this is big. Those people are big. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, some of you probably don't whine quite like that. Well, I do. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I never come before the Lord and just, oh, you're fantastic holiness. I mean, it's not how I talk to God. Now, I understand there's some people that need to do that, and I have no, nothing to say against that whatsoever. For me, I come before the Lord, and, and I use the Abraham line, 45, 40, 35. I mean, it's just like that's how I do it. That's because that's how Abraham did it. So I think that's pretty good. And the bottom line is this is where we understand that we can do everything through Christ, Everything we can do. Now, it, it primarily has to do with salvation. It has to do with staying faithful to the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. No ifs, ands, or buts. Okay? And again, there's people who are like, oh, those bad athletes. They put Philippians 4.13 on their shirts. Like, they can do everything in Christ. Just so you can know, those people are complaining that the athletes are trying to glorify God. That ought to go great in Judgment Day. Anyhow, so the idea behind it. Oh, it's not a contest. You think God's up there going, oh, I'm offended? 
Okay, so anyhow, going back to this, we can do this in him. You see the land, we can overcome it. We can get through the trial. We can bring a good report. We can be in agreement with God. We can stand firm in our faith. We can push forward. We can get through the, 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 the Red Sea on dry land because God is in partnership with us. And I know you think sometimes, I know. And some days are better than others. Let me just be honest. But the truth doesn't change. Your feelings change. Your situations change. All that stuff changes. The truth doesn't. Culture change. Kingdoms change. 10 years, we'll have another king. 20 years, we'll have another king. 30 years, we'll have another king. And hopefully in three days, we'll have Jesus as the king. And then it won't matter. I mean, you know what I'm saying. But the idea behind that is, yeah, it's all going to change. But the truth doesn't change. Jesus is Lord, and two plus two is still four. That's how it goes. And through him, you can. Okay, fair enough. Now, that doesn't mean you can get a Maserati. It means you can overcome your circumstance, get past it, go into the promised land. Okay, all right. Got somebody that wants to answer trivia? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, hi, David. This is Joy Ann. Hi, Joy Ann. How are you? How are you feeling, by the way? How are you doing oh, on your, your, your physical skin? That's one reason I was calling is to encourage you because our God answers prayers. And last Friday, you prayed for me when I had a severe allergic reaction to something. I have never had anything like it before. And um, I developed hives and swelling of my lips and face and a rash. And my rash and symptoms are 80% gone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's a big relief. I'm very happy that you're doing better. That's really good. we're just wanting to pray for you. Could could I pray for you over Absolutely. the phone for Absolutely. tomorrow's surgery? Because we yes. love you and have so much compassion for you and Noel. So um, I'd love to do that right now. Go ahead. Um, dear, dear Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for David. Oh, how we love that you gave us the gift of this man and his ministry. And we thank you for Noel. And Lord, we trust you, we believe in you, that you have your sights on dear David and the surgery that's coming up tomorrow. And Lord, help him to sleep well, to um, have peace and comfort, and um, give him a divine appointment even through this, perhaps with the medical team. And um, may they see the gracious way in which he and Noel handle this. And Lord, bring something good out of this experience, Uh, just a silver lining, like they say. But Lord, we love and praise you. We're going to keep thinking and praising uh, you in regard to this whole situation, even the medical bills, Lord. You know it all. You have it all in hand. So we praise you for what you're going to do for the Spoon family. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Excellent. Great job, Joanne. We love, yes, we love you. I was going to answer the trivia question. Oh, yeah, you have to. You have run to. out of time. No, no, you got it. You got it. Go ahead. You can answer the truth. Okay. The big question, uh, okay. which human author wrote the most words in the Bible? Well, I'm guessing Moses, but I'm not sure. That is correct, Amanda! Oh, 
He did write the most words. I mean, just writing the Torah is just like wow, and it's all attributed. Now, obviously, he you know there were parts and in bits and pieces that came in together, but he is attributed as the author of all of it. Some people actually think it was a kind of a divine moment where the Lord really showed them all how that all broke down. But regardless, Moses is considered to be the author of of uh, the first five books of the Bible. So that's exactly correct. Excellent job, Yay. by the way. Uh, we love Moses. Yeah, he's a well, great guy. Mo, he's our guy. Yeah, thank you. We're believing for good things for you. God bless you, David. Thank you so much, Dorian. Thank you and Cordelia. I appreciate it. God bless you guys. Thanks. Bye bye. All right, she nailed that down. Good job. All right, everybody did good job. Really good, right? Good, good, fun show. All right, so again tomorrow it's a replay, and like I said, don't get legalistic. I mean, there's a, I'm sure there's bits and pieces of it that are going to be fascinating. Uh, just think, if you're listening to the show, uh, I'm uh, knocked out. <laughs> That way. It's the quietest I'll ever be on the planet. Okay, there you go. I love you guys. I'll keep you in prayer. Keep me in prayer. You guys are all fantastic. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't know how long, but I will be back. God bless you. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.